You're listening to the Saturday Morning D&D Show with Jordan, the PH is silent, and Sir Lucian. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I just had a cough as I said hello, uh, so that's awkward, but welcome to the Saturday Morning D&D Show, a very, uh, a very hostful episode as we have both of us back in the studio hanging out. It's awesome. Our studio, like we have that. Uh, Although we love Lex. Thanks, uh, Lex no, it was great. Lex, hanging out. he, uh, yeah, he, he jumped in last minute and he, we, st- I don't know if you watched the show, Lucian, but he definitely streamed yeah. from a Burger King. I was going to say so. he was not at his normal <laughs> yeah. spot. Because he, he was trying to sell his house. And so they had an open yeah. house. And so he's like, no, no, it's cool. I'll go to this cute diner. And it was like, the diner was super packed. So then he just went to a Burger King and sat in the corner. Nice. And I was like, but nice. it worked. Like his audio was pretty fun. Um, and it was cool after we finished that episode, which we were talking a lot about OSR and, and designing D&Ds and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, went to, or we were talking more about Jack Vance and Vancey and Magic and stuff. And then Lex read a quote kind of quickly while we were like talking and I was still recording and I was like that's a really good quote so then I got him to say it again only like in a better microphone and we put together that video that I put on the channel of just like what is what is a spell and I thought that was really fun (laughs) uh and he was like that's really cool we should do more of these I was like we should because they're just they're fun and I like editing cool stuff like that uh Welcome to the Saturday Morning D&D Show. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of Dungeons & Dragons stuff. Basically, I don't know, have we missed things? What's going on in the world of D&D? I didn't think the news, (laughs) I didn't think news-wise, we're all kind of waiting in bated breath to hear what the remaining announcements might be, when they're going to do it. I'm thinking they're holding, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think they're holding their cards until the live show stuff happens and some of the online stuff catches up. Um, So I'm excited. But the big thing I'm excited for is the cards. The Magic and this card set that's coming yeah. out has generating a lot of buzz. A lot of buzz. Um, um, and I am not a connoisseur of the Magic the Gathering. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a lot of friends in college that liked it. And yeah. I, I wanted to play. But the... Because I like card games. I played a lot of Hearthstone. I played, like, mm-hmm. later on, I played Pokemon and things like that. But, like, the... For me to get into it, it felt very, very expensive. Uh, now, yeah. with this Magic the Gathering set coming out, I'm looking at all these cards, and I'm like, this is really cool. And I picked up a introductory like booster mm-hmm. thing, but uh, which will be delivered to the house on the 23rd. Um, awesome. But I was looking at... Uh, I think all the cards are released online now. Um, so if we hop into Magic the Gathering Arena, we can yeah. play... With the new cards. Oh, it's on Arena now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so God. There's where the my rest they, of my weekend's going. <laughs> they released the cards in Arena before the physical cards. So the yeah. physical cards are going to be Friday, the Ju- Friday, July 23rd. But Perfect. they're out in Arena now, from my understanding. Okay. Um, and, boy, they're fun. Like, yeah. they're really cool. Oh, and so what I was going to say is I started learning about this new format called Commander. And yes. uh, basically... A bunch of fans of Magic the Gathering built a, I think it's a nonprofit organization of just nerds that started the Commander format because they mm-hmm. wanted a a new way to play. And yeah, not, Wizards not of the Coast, against each other, but with each other. Well, it's uh, it's actually Commander is four people, and yeah. so it's oh, a, that's right, it's a multiplayer one. Yeah, yeah. So it's four people, and it's it's a fight to the death. 
but yeah. you have a specific card that you choose as your commander, and they're usually legendary creatures. So I would choose like uh, in the Magic or in the Forgotten Realms set, you would choose like uh, Drist would be mm-hmm. one Drist, or uh, uh, the Tarask is another legendary yeah. creature. I so think there I saw these... Mordekainen was in there. Mordekainen, too. yeah. So uh, legendary creatures slash planewalkers, you can kind of use both. But uh, I watched a really interesting video, and uh, I don't have it available, but I'll put a link to it down below about commander format, because I guess mm-hmm. these collection of nerds made this nonprofit organization. I say mm-hmm. nonprofit, but I, I don't know, but they're, they're creating the rules for this, not wizards of the coast. Right. And so, and everybody loves this new format of commander. And so wizards of the coast is like, well, Hey, we want commander to be like this. And they're straight up like, <laughs> no, that's dumb. And so they're <laughs> defining the rules of this, even yeah. though like wizards and they're Magic using gathering, their cards. they're trying to, shift it into a profitable way. So they want you to say that you can be, you can use a legendary monster or a planeswalker in commander. And these people are like, no, you can't do that. And so, but anyway, it's, uh, you can only have a hundred cards and Mm -hmm. every card has to be different. You can't have duplicates. Oh, nice. So it's, uh, it's kind of a more fun introductory way to do it. And so Mm -hmm. you can, and then, Wizards are sponsoring this because it's popular. Not sponsoring, but they're they're leaning towards it. So you can now buy like straight up commander decks, mm-hmm. and I think there's four on uh, Amazon right now um, that are available. And so I don't know if Commander is in Magic the Gathering Arena yet, but it looked oh, really fun. That. And it looked uh, my initial problem with Magic the Gathering was this is too expensive to get into. But mm-hmm. now I was like, oh, you could like buy that deck and then maybe a couple boosters and like switch it around if you wanted to. And so it could be fun. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, so is that one, though, I'm trying to remember because there are some different formats people have come up with. Is that two on two or is that a four way brawl? It's a four way between brawl. the four. Yeah. Oh. So from what I was reading, there's some politics. No involved. alliances. <laughs> uh, well, there's the fake alliances, right? Right, right. So uh, because, you know, if you if you start wailing on somebody too early then yeah. somebody sees oh you're open because you've tapped all your monsters i'm gonna attack you so there's like politics and there's like if you don't attack me i'll do this mm-hmm. uh but yeah so i uh, kind of an interesting way to play because you could be like all three of us gang up on one person right but you know that there's that like treachery guy in there who's gonna be like well yeah. i'm gonna go over here and attack you this way <laughs> so I feel like another format that I was interested in, I'll have to look it up again, was one where you could be both on, you were fighting with each other instead of against each other. And one of the things I always said about the old Magic the Gathering is there was a little bit of, I think it's better now, but somebody can um, let me know. Is there, there was a toxic kind of community going on in the 90s and early 2000s of, because you're competitive. And when you get yeah. into something that's competitive, that's just how it works. You know, that's just how the whole thing goes down. And I like the idea that they they would coming up with some formats that you could play together and not necessarily compete against each other or get mad at each other because you were, you know, you were losing to your buddy, you know, ten times in a row or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I played some one. guys that were really good and they were just like, I can't ever beat you. Yeah. Yeah. And Commander apparently it really does last about forty five minutes to an hour. So it's not like a huge cool. time commitment. Uh, I think what you're thinking of, I was reading a lot of this the other day, but like two-headed giant is another form where there's two of us against two of them. And so you could totally play like you're buffing your friend or, you know, things like that. And I thought that was kind of cool. That seems cool too. Um, It's fun that it's um, able to be 
um, flexible enough because they're cards that are printed with rules on them. Yeah. So you would think they could only be done one way, but really people found creative ways to to use those same cards but in different formats to do different things. Yeah. So I really like that. And I like the I like when I play in tournaments and stuff. I like unsealed decks. So you ha- you you opened it there and you played right from the deck. So it yeah. wasn't bringing those big you know, created decks because those people are too good at it. <laughs> it's never create those really good decks. And, you know, but if you could play an unsealed, you, you just get some lucky cards and you have a good mm-hmm. thing and you can run with it. And um, it's pretty fun. The other one I really like was Keyforge, which was built by Garriott himself also. And it was, you know, magic successor in my mind of fixing some of the things that um, I didn't like about magic. But I like the world of magic so much. And mm-hmm. I love the five color concept and I love the cards and the art and the the lore. I feel like they could even do a deeper dive into the lore. The videos they put out in the recent years mm-hmm. have been awesome to, to announce each card pack. And and the idea that they bring out like, what is it, maybe at least two, three or four sets a year. So they just keep churning out the content for those of us that just love absorbing it. So I love it. But you are absolutely right. If you get into it. It's a money hog, or yeah. it can be a money hog. I mean, I remember spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars as a kid, yeah, early teens, young young adult, that I could have been spending on, you know, rent or something else. <laughs> so, I'm gonna go buy a big old box of cards. Yeah. So I'm trying to I'm trying to remember the cards that I should just look on Amazon. But like, uh, to give you price wise here, mm-hmm. um, I bought uh, or I pre ordered a uh, Magic the Gathering. While you're looking, I had a lot of Arabian Nights. That's when I was big into it. Arabian Nights? Mm-hmm. That was a set? Mm-hmm. Or... Oh, okay. Um, So I bought, or I pre-ordered, the Magic the Gathering Adventures in the Forgotten Realms bundle. It comes with 10 draft boosters, which is 150 magic cards, and accessories. So those 150 cards, you get a cool D20 that's themed for the whole magic set and a box Mm -hmm. and a custom card that is uh, a treasure chest. And uh, you also get the three uh, dungeons, because this is a new mechanic with this Magic the Gathering right. set. Right, that's that what I'm can, excited to see. A lot of the cards have, like, delve into the dungeon. And so they come with these oversized dungeon cards that you then place down next to you, and you can then move your little token through the dungeon, and it, you get benefits as you're going through the dungeon. Uh, and so those are Lost Mine of Fandelver, Dungeon of the Mad Mage, and Tomb of Annihilation. Yes. Super fun. Super fun. So that is $46. Which yeah. is like okay, like that's fine. That's one hundred, you know, one hundred fifty cards. But those boosters are like generic draft boosters, so they could have really good cards. They could not. They're kind of like they're mm-hmm. just whatever. If you really want the fancy cards, I found out that there's a collector pack, and so uh, now a regular draft booster is like five dollars. But these collector ones are guaranteed to have really awesome cards, so they're more expensive. And those are twenty dollars a booster, so you're getting yeah. you're getting like t- twelve cards, I think, in a booster uh, yeah. for twenty bucks. <laughs> and so you you start multiplying that, and if you go on two dollars a card, yeah, yeah. If you if you're googling like I want the collector's versions of these cards, well, then all of a sudden, uh, twelve boosters is around two hundred and fifty dollars, and that's where you're like, I got a hundred and eighty cards for two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. That's and you still might expensive. not get the one you want, so exactly. then you might keep going for exactly. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to complete one of those sets before, and I had it in the 
the card holder and I was trying to get one whole set by buying just booster I know, after booster that's, after booster. That's where they get you. That's how they get you because I like I'd it. go in and I'd spend five bucks. I'd be like, oh, I got 10 bucks. I'll go buy two boosters. Oh, I got 10 bucks. I'll go buy two boosters. You know, yeah. it just, you know, just add it up. By the end of it, you've spent $500. <laughs> I plan to go into my brick and mortar. I want to support my game yep. store. And on that day, pick it up so that I can have a nice big box for us for our show after the 23rd. So if it's on the 23rd, what's our show our that's show. right after that? It's a Perfect. Friday. Yeah. So I'll pick it up on Friday and then 24th would be fun. Yeah. So Maybe an exercise show. And I, I, I feel like I'm bragging now, but I'm not trying to. So uh, this company called TCG Player, um, mm-hmm. you can go to tcgplayer.com. They haven't sponsored anything, but they wanted to uh, partner with Dungeons & Dragons YouTubers for this set. So nice. they contacted me and they said, well, where's your local game store? And I was like, oh, it's like this one over there. And they're like, okay, well, mm-hmm. we'll call them and pre-order you a that that really expensive collector's box nice. uh, of 12, 12 boosters or whatever, the $250 one. And then you just go pick it up the day of release. And I was like, oh, okay. So I'm going to go down. I think I'm going to buy some regular draft boosters and things like that. Yeah. And maybe a commander deck if they have them. And then I'm going to get that. So uh, at some point um, afterwards, I'm going to do an unboxing and we'll do a live stream or something. It'll be fun, but I'm going to open all these cards. You guys can see them. I think it'll be really cool. Uh, So I want to say, I want to say thank you to them because that was really cool of them. Very cool. Yeah, I'm excited. It's, I haven't been this excited about a card set. I've liked Ravnica. I like some of the other ones that have come out. They've been fun. They've been fantastic. But even Strixhaven was really cool. I hear. Yeah. This one is this one. I just know the lore. So I thought that was yeah. really cool. I'm like, oh, like yeah. I just, you know, it's like I just recognized the cards and I thought that was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a there's a hand of Vecna and an eye of Vecna. And if you play those with a uh, Book of Vile Darkness, you summon Vecna. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's yeah. so cool. Or, or think of this, too, because this is something we've talked about on the show before, where we like the magic system of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. But wouldn't it have been cool if you could somehow bring in the five color system and yeah. Magic the Gathering, which I think is a really fun system too. Well, they must have thought of that because they must have black cards and blue cards and red cards yeah. and green cards. And so they were going to see kind of a color combination of Forgotten Realms where you might say, this is my white green deck and it's all white green stuff related to Forgotten Realms yeah. in a colored magic format almost. Almost... Yeah almost a little bit away from Vancian into a different style of, of magic. Yeah. That's so cool. I, I really wouldn't mind. Um, I wouldn't mind if uh, maybe the next version of D and D or just like an alternate rule system was mm-hmm. like a, a complete rebuild of how magic works. Me too. Uh, because I, I like, I, I like it uh, just fine. And I like the different schools that we have and things like that. But you're right. Like, it would be really cool to say, I, and especially with this Strixhaven coming out, like, it would be uh, the, the Strixhaven uh, campaign setting for D&D. It would be really mm-hmm. cool to say, like, I'm going to be a uh, black-red wizard, and then you have all mm-hmm. these cool things, and you can combine different effects. Yeah. Uh, there's a fun game called Card Duels Battle at Mount Skullsfire, I think it's what it's mm-hmm. called. Uh, it's a really fun card game where you're a wizard and you uh, have to build spells by playing cards in a row. You're a wizard. And dude. I've always wanted that type of experience in D&D. So if I go to right. cast a spell, I like shuffle through my deck and I'm like, okay. And then you build a spell and you hope it works. Uh, yeah. And that's kind of the like 
that keeps the randomness, but it's also kind of uh, it's just fun. So yeah. yeah, and like a real way to duel. Yeah. There's not a yeah. real wizard wizard duel rule set for yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. It's weird because counterspell kind of screws it up, and you can only cast one spell per turn. And then if you do, you can't you can't try to then try to cast something other than a cantrip. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like all these rules that stop you from unleashing wizard on wizard battles, yeah. right? And but we want every now and then wizard on wizard battles. You know, I I found a. I, this was a while ago, but I think it was AD and D. I found, maybe I think this was a fan system, but it was a way to do, um, spell duels like you're thinking, like right. wizard on wizard fights. And yeah. I was a little disappointed because you still have to have a referee, um, so you have to have a mm-hmm. DM. And then what they were doing is you have each player who plays their wizard, and then you bring out a chessboard, and then uh, as they're casting spells, you're basically like. M- pushing different spell effects across the board. So it was like a mini game, but it didn't feel like I'm throwing a fireball at you and you're, you know, batting it out of the way or something as you launch something else at me. Or your fireball hits my fireball. And we're in this constant static battle of our magics clashing together in the center and And ruining land around us. Yeah. And and this was supposed to represent (laughs) that through a, basically I'm like playing chess to outwit the person I'm, and I was like, mm-hmm. ah, I just don't like cool idea, but you didn't, you didn't actually do it. So mark that down, Jordan. That might be something we have to bring to the market. Maybe yeah. it's not out there and we could bring a wizard duel. Yeah. Well, you know, Ivy wizard duels. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, judge crawl classics does it really well too. Yeah. And I shouldn't say really well, but they have the randomness amped up. And I like mm-hmm. the fact that if you cast fireball, I can cast fireball to counter it. But then mm-hmm. there's a chance that our two fireballs merge and then we both get hurt. And I, you know, kind of things like that. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. it's a fun system. I have yet to actually try it out. And the Dodger Call Classics community kind of like, it's really complicated and it's not fun. So we don't do it very often. And so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. but I don't know. Anyway, uh-huh. I'm excited. Cool. We're going to have a bunch I of am. cards to uh, open up and we'll we got to play some magic. I got to get Indoor Adventure over here as well. Yeah. Um, oh, Definitely. and... I'm working with a Magic the Gathering lore YouTuber, and we're going to do Ooh. a live stream here. And we're going to talk about the upcoming card set, and we're going to talk about uh, well, whatever we want to talk about, I guess. But he's well, a really cool guy. Um, yeah, his name, that? oh, I forgot his, uh, Simon, but I forget his uh, his other name. You've been talking, like, yeah. Name. I always do that, too. I'm talking through somebody, and I'm yeah. using their real names. <laughs> I forget his, uh, his anyway, but we, we've been chatting back and forth, and he's really excited to uh, be on the show and, uh, well, on my main channel and stuff, but we're yeah, going to yeah. talk about that, so. Uh, so keep Very an eye cool. out there. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Let the lores combine. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess yeah, that's the big thing, I guess, is this Magic the yeah, Gathering. Yeah, Which is, is, they're timing everything really well. Because this is coming out, and you're going to have D&D Live next weekend, and then we're going to have yeah. the, the physical card release the week after that. So I'm, yeah. I wonder what's going to happen with all this. So. And it seems like everything I've seen has been super positive. I have not seen a big negative wave hit Twitter or anything, which usually happens if there's something they, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, there's certain part of the community finds they don't like about a certain release or a certain announcement that's been made. Cause obviously wizards of the coast has stumbled here or there, you know, throughout the last few years on one thing or, or another, I, you know, but this one seems to be received really well. I've not seen anything out there like, Oh, we don't like this. And I haven't seen a backlash from the magic community. I haven't seen a backlash from, the, because remember back when they first the first book that came out 
they were kind of that group, and I don't know that they were big, but they were a group of, oh, we don't want our magic in your Dungeons and Dragons, or we don't want your Dungeons and Dragons yeah. in our Magic the Gathering. They're, you know, they were two separate, and they were against Hasbro forcing them together for money. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the the theme going on behind it. But I've not heard as much of that anymore, and I think they're excited for this. Yeah, and I don't know, maybe it's because we have a, a better, you know, pulse on the D&D community. Uh, mm-hmm. That there was a lot of like, oh, like you're doing a Magic the Gathering setting. Like, I don't know. I, I don't like Magic. I don't play it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but this reverse, I guess Magic mm-hmm. the Gathering fans, I'm not as in touch with them. Maybe some of them are upset. But at the same time, I think they're just excited that they have really cool new cards. Uh, yeah. But maybe they're upset that there's like, you, you know, they could care less about the lore. But like maybe they're maybe yeah. they're upset more that there's like a weird dungeon mechanic that they don't like or something. Uh, right. But I haven't heard that. So, yeah. I uh, and, I you know, I've been wanting to make a whole video on this and I just keep talking about it. So maybe I won't. We'll talk about it right now. But <laughs> I've been watching Sly Flourish's talk show and he does mm-hmm. it uh, Sunday mornings really early. But he's been editing it and putting it on his YouTube. So I encourage you to go uh, subscribe to Sly Flourish. And it's just a casual chat that he talks about like here are the things that are going on in D. Mm-hmm. and sometimes he talks to the audience but mostly it's just his opinions and he had a really good thing about uh campaign settings and specifically the magic the gathering campaign settings where he said i've done this and this is his words he's like i've done mm-hmm. this where i've walked up to my friends and i'm like hey i've got this brand new campaign setting it's all ancient Greek themed. The gods walk among us. You can get these really awesome god power weapons. You have like a system of like worship that reflects everything. Like, do you want to do you want to go on a voyage and like, you know, you know, Sinbad and, or not Sinbad, but uh, I'm thinking of uh, mm-hmm. Jason and the Argonauts. Like, Jason, do you want to yeah. do that? Like, that would be so cool. And his friends are like, yeah, that's awesome. And he's like, yeah, it's this Magic the Gathering Theros setting. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh. And it's like, but you, it literally <laughs> is that, you know? Yeah. And so he said, don't treat the campaign settings like, oh, it's Magic the Gathering. Because right. it's really, it really has nothing to do with that other than they're able to repurpose their art in this book, which is why they're making mm-hmm. this, I think, another thing. Because they don't have to get new art. They just have to hire a bunch of writers. And then we already have all this Magic the Gathering art. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, you're right. Like, I, I feel the same way. Like I go there and I'm like, or I, I, we talk about this and I'm like, oh yeah, like I would love to play a Greek setting. I want to do this. And then I'm like, oh, but like, I don't know, Magic Gathering. I don't know anything about Theros. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I pitched the, the the one that got me was like, you're on a planet that is completely covered by one city, one giant city. And there are 10 factions vying for different pieces and you can be a part of them or you can work for all of them or you can work for different groups or be your own group. And there's these guilds that kind of control everything and there's guild politics. And if that was the pitch of of a custom campaign setting and I didn't know that it was a Magic the Gathering, I'm like, oh, awesome. But the minute they're like, well, it's Ravnica, oh. Oh, well, I'm not that interested in magic. So, you know, (laughs) and so it's weird. I, I don't have a good answer for it other than I think we should get out of that mindset and just say like all, all DMs read and steal and make things their own. And like, absolutely. When I, I've, I've been a huge push. If you're playing in the forgotten realms, make it your own thing. Obviously Mm -hmm. don't be like, well, in Canon, we're supposed to do this. And, and what Mm -hmm. about the spell plague? Like, forget all of that. Just, play the game however you want to play it 
uh, it's your setting now. It's your Forgotten mm-hmm. Realms. And I think the yeah. same thing should be with Theros and stuff. It's like, it's your yeah. setting, you know? What's fun for you and your players? What thing mm-hmm. is going to meet that nexus of you like it and they like it and everybody walks away with fun stories yeah. and smiles and telling other people about it who don't even play. They go home and they tell their spouses or their their brothers or sisters or moms and dads about the game they just played. And they, they get the eye roll because, oh, you're Dungeons and Dragons. But <laughs> you're just so excited you'll tell anybody about, do you know what just happened last night in my game? Well, and so, and we've been talking about this. I want to do a drow game for a while. And yeah. I was rereading some of the Ravnica stuff recently. And I'm like, that's what I need to use. Like you have all these different things vying for power. Like you have Huge all of the city, drow guilds, houses. They're all, actions, they're all backstabbing yeah. each other, but like they can't really. And so that whole system really could be applied to the game that I want to run. And so, yeah. Yeah. And I could imagine the drow being almost mana colored aligned, even though we don't use those terms in Dungeons and Dragons, but you could have the, you know, by forming, um, you know, green and, I think it was, uh, I was trying to think it was green and white, red and blue or and black mm. and something. You know, there was a way that they all formed the 10 Ravnica guilds, but you could turn that into the 10 great houses of the drow. Yeah. And they're all fighting and stabbing each other. And they all have the same flavor of a red, blue or a blue, black or, a you know, you still could do that. You could still use that creativity to show how is this not just 10 houses that are the same, but 10 very different houses, guilds, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. And how they, their, in their garb would match it. So you would have this cool way to explain what people look like. And you'd be like, oh, you see a black coat with blue, dark blue lining and, and trim. And you'd be like, you'd automatically know, oh, that's house whatever. You know who that is. You know? Yeah. That's just super cool. No, know? and I, I like, I mean, yeah, the Red Wizards from Forgotten Realms are a perfect example where they're they're very specifically, they shave their heads, they have tattoos, yeah. they wear red robes. And you get in big trouble if you yeah. try to look like them and you are not a red wizard. Yeah. Uh, and I think that would be like the same thing. Like, how dare you? Like, you know that I'm from this house. Like that would be. Yeah. Cool. We were in um, uh, tomb of annihilation. We were out in the jungle and our dungeon master was described. Well, you see this kind of like wizardly robed guy and the robes are kind of a bright red. And our whole group immediately went wizard of things, <laughs> get him. And just like unloaded on the guy. Cause we knew you dress like Wizard of Thay, you're evil. We're coming at you. So that's that was a cool moment. You know, that's just fun. So, yeah, that'd be cool. I think that'd be a good good mini campaign for you to do. That's like, a, you know, maybe a 10 episode, maybe an eight episode mm. drow Ugh. mini campaign. Well, and that'd I bought good. that fourth edition book that's like all about the drow houses and repurposing mm-hmm. it. So eventually. But I mean, I have <laughs> so many games to play like uh, I just bought a bunch of zines and these were on yeah. the camera. Um, during the pre-show there. So uh, some people were, well, Zeris there was asking about it, but I got some OSR zines called uh, Wormskin. And these Mm -hmm. have different races and mechanics and stuff for uh, BX D&D or Old School Essentials. And then the weird that befell Dridge Bolton is an adventure for OSC, for Old School Essentials, uh, by the same guy that made this Wormskin zine. And they're really fun, and it's just, I think it's good for Dungeon Masters to read a bunch of different stuff, and I enjoy reading this kind of stuff, so that's what I've been reading lately. Um, But yeah, and then I just, uh, I don't know if I told you this, Lucian. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry, I do. This is, (laughs) I do have something stuck on my finger. 
This is a camera piece that is on my uh, desk that I've been playing with. So I will put it away. I apologize. (laughs) Um, So I didn't tell you this, Lucian, but I bought a very large sheet of plexiglass and I've now covered my entire table in plexiglass Uh, so I can use wet erase anywhere, which I really like. And then today or tomorrow, uh, Chris, sorry. (laughs) Today and tomorrow, I'm getting um, some graph, or the one-inch paper, grid paper. And I'm going to permanently just put it on the bottom. And so now I'm going to have this, like, I'll just, the whole table's going to be a map, and I'm really excited. Yeah, Yeah, big grid, nice. Well, guess what I got in the mail? What'd you get in the mail, sir? I got... A Kickstarter that came in, the Rune Master Ooh. classic role-playing game, fantasy role-playing Rune game Masters. by Why Riot Minds. How do I know that? It's a European, uh, was pretty popular, and they brought it back out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's got some interesting mechanics to it. It's got really good kind of like, uh, there's a troll artwork, old school. I love art. Like, that's, uh, that's like Vason from yeah. uh, free free league. Yeah. So I got that and so they get, I got the book and then cool enough this was a kickstarter they um because we reached some goals I, they gave us a a little packet of an adventure the That's isle cool. of wraiths which just seems really cool by riot minds. They gave me another adventure called whispers from the old mark. Pretty cool little little pamphlet size. Awesome. Two full hex maps to use because it's a, it's got a hex crawl mechanic in the system. I love it. Um, these are the character sheets, a pad. Oh wow! Of character sheets, pretty simple, pretty basic. Um, you know, your six stats very similar to D and D. There's a few things that are different to it, but so what's the um, overall system like? It is. I mean, I, a, I guess you haven't had time to read it, but like, I don't know if you know. <laughs> it, it's a D20, but it's also there's quite a bit of percent I saw in here, too, I believe. OK. And then there's a lot of rollable tables like when you um, critical hits and critical failures is, is percentiles. So critical failure is 98 to 100 on the percentile dice. OK. And the perfect roll is zero one to zero three. But they also do a lot of hit locations. So not only when you swing and try to hit somebody, but you're going to say, oh, you hit the arm or you hit their leg or you hit their body. And then that piece of armor might yeah. take something off of it. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the no, it's a D10. Game it's all D10. That. Yeah. Savage World yep. does that where you have to so, see oh, where you hit. So. You'll like this artwork, too, I think. Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah, really, really nice, cool. really good. And they've got, like, there's two modes. Like, when you're traveling, they call it the hex crawl mode, I believe. And then there's the adventuring part. So there's kind of two phases going on. And they've got rules for what's happening when you're going through the hex crawl part. And then you have, then it's a regular rolling play, role play game when you're like, okay, we're going to dive deeper into this. And this scene's all about you guys doing these things or being in this place. Cool. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then they gave also, that came with it, was they gave the, you know how you get those little card stands? So you can put, you put the little plastic oh, piece nice. at the bottom so it can just yeah. sit on your board. Mm-hmm. And then they give you a bunch of these laminated cool creatures, a whole whole pack of them, a Dungeon Master's uh, screen. Look at some of this stuff. Uh, Rune Masters. Very and cool. Then there's some more artwork. And here's another nice art piece. And then it's the actual 
Yeah, yeah. So, very cool. Oh, and there's a little bit of a card mechanic going on of some sort, because I noticed in here there's, I think you use um, cards to do initiative. So you, I think everybody draws a card, and that's what initiative you get. So when okay. you flip it over, and then there also seems to be things like, you know, to when to dodge or parry, superior reflexes. So there's like a whole little card set thing in here that somehow, like, and you're right, I have not read through all of it, so I don't know all of the system yet. But man, it came through, and I'm like, oh, this this one had been kickstarted maybe a year and a half ago. It seems like this was one of those ones that I'd totally forgotten about, and it just showed up. Um, I had forgotten I'd even kickstarted it. So, but going <laughs> isn't that isn't that how to it read is it? And it's really cool, and they did a great job. And um, what's the company? Riot Mines. Okay. Which I got confused with because when I saw Riot Mines on the box, I thought, why is League of Legends sending me something cool? Because oh. I always think <laughs> of Riot from yeah. League of Legends. Um, and I'm trying to see if they put where they're actually located at. I feel like these are European, like in uh, like a England or God, I don't remember. I don't know if they're like Modifius because Modifius is, is headquarters over, I think, in England also. But very cool. Nice artwork. I think that's what drew me to it. So it was awesome. So I'm super happy that I came in. Did you get any Kickstarters? Did you do any new ones? I feel um, like you did a new one I saw. What did I do that was new? Or something. Uh, well, you did Dying Earth. Oh, right? yeah. That's you, did you yeah. finally pledge it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I placed that with like within seconds of it going. Out. I was so excited. <laughs> I think I was actually at Nathan's house playing D&D on my phone doing the pledge as it like became right. live. Um, okay, cool. Actually, news about that, though, is uh, Goodman Games is running Dying Earth. Uh, not a, It's not a play test. It's just kind of like a preview, I guess, or something. Mm -hmm. um, but I signed up for it, and they, they said, cool. And so tonight uh, at 4 p.m. my time, I'm going to run. I'm going to play in Dying Earth, and we're going to do like a cool little Zoom call with other random players. And they'll email me uh, character sheets and stuff. They have pre-generated characters, but... Uh, yeah, so that's cool, and I'll be able to talk about that next week. Uh, awesome. I thought that would be a lot of fun to run around and do that. So yeah, very cool. Um, right. But no, as far as Kickstarter's, I WebDM I did theirs. We did WebDMs. Uh, yep. Dying Earth. Uh, I just got my revised version of Into the Weird and Wild, which is a, mm -hmm. uh, a D six system of exploring um, their campaign setting, which is the Weird and the Wild, and it's a really cool. But I, I kind of wanted a physical book of it, and then I was looking into it, and they, they did a revised reprint, Kickstarter. So it's the same book, but they just fixed it up, and I pledged enough money to get the uh, really nice, like, stitch-bound book of it. And I was like, this will be cool. So that's really awesome. Right, right. Yeah, I'm thinking the one I'm still waiting on is uh, Blackstorm, which is one I was doing. I did do, like you said, WebDM. Uh, we did, we did web DM venture maidens. I did get mine from, um, Grant. He did his, mm -hmm. that is a Tolis did come in so that we talked about Tolis. Yeah. Um, and I did a role playing like game I've got called, a few out there. Uh, I did a role playing game called mazes that did fund. Um, huh. and that one's really interesting because I'm just really curious about it. There's been a couple, uh, live streams from the creators and I watched how they play, but your, you roll a die based on your class. So instead of, it's not a D20 system, but like if you're a fighter, you're going to roll a D10. If you're a wizard, you roll a D4. And I think the die explodes. So like a wizard has a higher chance of exploding, but also of 
just flat out failing things. Whereas a fighter is more, you'll be able to do it. It looked really, really interesting. So uh, I'm curious about, and my dogs are barking because someone rang the doorbell. Uh, Finally, it wasn't just my dogs barking through the whole show. <laughs> so I'm curious about that, but that funded and it should come out. Oh, they're saying estimated delivery February 2022. So yeah. Yeah, I think my next one coming is either Grimmer Space or Black Storm Realms. One, you, you remember Jetpack 7? Yep. You ever get any of their stuff? I so do. They, I have their Legendary Dragons book. It's yeah, really so, good. They so they have one that's Black stuff. Storm Realms coming out. That's their 5e setting. And okay. I kickstarted that one. So that one's getting pretty close. The Grimmer Space one was the one by um, Sean Austin yeah. from The Hobbit and all the other. I, I was thinking the Stranger yeah. Things. Yeah, yeah, my favorite in Stranger Things. Goonies. So that was yeah. He was part of building that one, so I kickstarted that one. Those have been out for a long time when they got kickstarted, so they're just now getting to the delivery points. Yeah. So that's uh, that's pretty. You know, nice. and another not to I just I'm a big fan of Sly Flourish, but like not a, another thing he was saying that I am now agreeing with more and more is we need to treat Wizards of the Coast as an equal to things that are being produced by third party supplement people. Because like yeah. Jetpack 7 makes a really cool legendary dragons book and you're just like this is amazing. And you flip through it. And then if you get like an official Watsy book and you're like, oh, I don't know. It's like, it's okay. It's, it could be better, but I'll still buy it, I guess. Cause I need, I don't know. It's, it's, it's official content. Right. But like, no, treat it exactly the same. <laughs> if this, if this third party yeah. book is better than an, an official book, you buy the third party book. And I thought that was really cool because some of these, um, Kickstarters and some of these third party content creators, they're knocking it out of the park with, subclasses and all this other stuff and uh web dm and their weird wastelands is a perfect example of a book mm -hmm. that that wizards of the coast won't really touch but yeah. there is a a super niche for people who want to play in that type of world and mm -hmm. they're doing a really good job that that's with uh 2c gaming and they're they they did the venture maidens and they're they do a lot of kickstarters and their yeah, they just really put an good, update out you know? too they just they just got their final unlock goal uh, July 9th. So yesterday they hit their final goal, which was 20% increase to budget for art and paying their artist compensation. So they got that. They just sent it out to all the email people. And I think their campaign ends this Sunday. So if yeah. you still want to jump in for, um, you know, the weird wastelands by web DM and really support, you know, web community content creators getting involved in making creations just like Venture Maidens, just like Grant, just like, you know, a lot of the other books that have come out. 2C Game is knocking out of the park. We should really support them for supporting. When, when are we making our book, Lucian? Yeah, I heard. I saw some people asking. All these people are doing these <laughs> yeah. books and I'm just like, why haven't I started a Kickstarter? I'm exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm back or I'm slow, I guess, apparently, because yeah. uh, the Dungeon Coach, we had him on as a guest on mm -hmm. this show. He's got a Kickstarter now too. Yeah, that's AJ really, was doing his yep, Kickstarter. AJ's just finished. And, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah like I was has like, has Ned done one yet? We should maybe we should team up with Ned because get the guys that haven't done it yet together, yeah. and then yeah. be like, okay, none of us have done it, so let's all just come together and do it. But I don't. I guess I you don't know, want Matt to do a Colville's, Kickstarter for the sake of doing a Kickstarter. No, but I mean, I have one. We've been talking about this ideas. where we do want to write and publish something. It would yes. be really cool. So. I'm still, my mind is still a buzz with the cliff. I'm telling you, we talked that about could this be cool. yeah. a couple of weeks ago. And even if it's a part, uh, could, it'd be so cool. So Vertical we're going to do it eventually. That's what it's not do. impossible. We're going to do it eventually. We just got to get our jobs 
to calm down. <laughs> Everything's happens. going well. We have good life balance, and then we can tackle that next piece. I think what we <laughs> legitimately, though, we we probably each need to take a month off of work. And then yeah, probably. your new job for that month is to just yeah. write and get yeah. things done and play test yeah. it and stuff. I can so. save up enough vacation. Yeah. I'm, I can do this. We'll see. <laughs> uh, re- I, cool. I guess, uh, well, I want to talk about all the games we're playing too, because yeah. I'm curious about your leveling. But before that, um, Kate Welch is back in D&D news. And this yeah. surprised me because she kind of left Wizards on a weird term. I don't know if it was bad, but it was just sudden and she's gone. But she's mm-hmm. going to be one of the um, one of the host slash dungeon master for uh, D&D Live. And she's yeah, got Jack Black, group. Reggie Watts, Lauren yeah. Lapkus, Kevin Smith, Jason Mewes, and Tiffany Haddish. And I don't know Tiffany very well, but those other five are going to derail that campaign <laughs> faster than anybody I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kept Silent Bob. <laughs> I am oh my God. very curious as to where that goes yeah. because I know like Jason Muse and just and Reggie Watts is uh, it's gonna be funny. So but yeah. that's the one I'm really curious about. And then uh Abria and Jack is Black doing oh another uh game which looks really fun. And yeah. I'm a big fan of Amy Vorpal and she's running yet another game. Uh oh. so that'll be cool. But yeah, they got lots of lots of cool guest dungeon masters upcoming. So I think it'll be very cool. Now, I will say I do. I'm I'm not throwing a bunch of shade towards Wizards of the Coast. I do like celebrity Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yeah. I do wish that the last few years feels like they're leaning more towards actor celebrity and not as much towards community people who are doing this and putting the time in and aren't famous. Don't live in L.A. Yeah. Don't do that whole thing. I love all those people you mentioned. I still want to watch them. I'm still going to watch those games and and see all the fun shenanigans that happen. But I wish they were still leaning into their community like they did about three years ago or four years ago. They leaned more into the community and not as much into the actor L.A. space. Yeah. You know, yeah, no, they had uh that first one, Joe Mag- Manginello, and uh, mm-hmm. he was their big celebrity in right. Seattle, and they did that, and that's where they announced uh, Tomb of Annihilation and Xanathars, and like Colville was there, and a bunch of like streamers, and this is before Critical Role was like the biggest it's ever been, so they were there, and yeah. then every year after that, it's been like, uh, I mean, thanks for making content, but meh. and then they they and the. The, the big kick was this last one where it was COVID and we were all stuck at home mm-hmm. and they still went with celebrities who <laughs> are great. But when you have really bad cameras and they don't have like, you know, good streaming equipment and stuff like that, it just didn't right. work out as well. And I'm like, or you could work with us. But uh, mm-hmm. I think that's or just well, a nice think, balance, not one or the other, but a balance. Yeah. Well, and I don't I'm I've decided not to get my hopes up. Uh, sure. And I don't honestly, I don't care anymore because if they don't want to work with us, like we don't, I don't really want to work with you then as I, either. Like I don't, I don't need you because there's this great community out there that does want to support us and they do want really cool Kickstarters and they do want third party content. And I yeah. think you just need to focus on the people that, that do enjoy the things that you make as opposed yeah. to the executive that's trying to book deals and not really understanding like, yeah. well, who do I go to, you know? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But speaking of that, I was surprised that mm-hmm. they had a DM ra- roundtable recently. Um, this was like a day ago on Wizards YouTube. And they had uh, 
uh, Griffin McElroy from his podcast mm-hmm. and Satine Phoenix and Sherlock Humes. And those are three streamer podcast people that I was like, well, there you go. Like they're celebrities, but they're not celebrity celebrities. You're not, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and so it, I was surprised that they, they're uh, community celebrities yeah. for us. They're D and D communities. And it was interesting yeah. to get back to that, but th- those are still like the top of the top for, mm-hmm. you know, live plays and what have you. But anyway, and I thought it was interesting. You put it in the notes there. I thought it was interesting. And they were playing the cartoon. Yeah. And then a bunch that... of speculation started to jump around that. Yeah. Like, oh, is this something? Does this mean something? <laughs> so the 1980s D&D cartoon, uh, mm-hmm. twitch.tv slash D&D, they started streaming every episode. It might still be going, but this was yesterday. And I was yeah. like, well, that's interesting. And I don't, I don't know why. Like, I wonder if it was just nostalgia or mm-hmm. I know some of their some of those characters artwork are on the Magic the Gathering cards as just like an homage but uh mm-hmm. yeah and I don't even know did they must own it does Hasbro own that cartoon or is that still owned by like Saban or oh, something yeah, I, I have wonder no idea if they would have been able um, to buy it back or something I don't yeah know. so I, I don't know what's interesting about that cartoon is apparently they never like it it got canceled or whatever didn't get renewed Mm-mm. but the kids never made it home and so that's no, the, they like, never showed the last episode. Yeah. Like it didn't even air at that point. People can find it on YouTube, I think. But I don't think the last episode aired on TV. It was weird. And so I've, I've never watched it other than little clips because mm-hmm. I, I think I tried once and I was like, it's just not for me. But there you go. So <laughs> I like old cartoons. Don't get me wrong. But this one was very cheesy and uh, yeah. And very much a cash grab of like, oh, <clears throat> acrobat barbarian, go fight yeah. this thing. And I don't well, know. Well, it was a it was a I'm toy... not watching Thundercats either kind of a thing. You yeah. know, like I'm not watching a, a lot of company. old 80s cartoons. So I do. I watch Thundercats all the time. I watch Voltron, Thundercats. Yeah. But it was like a Hasbro, you know, they want to make toys that they could sell. So they had to make characters that could be made that would be perfect toys to sell to kids. And yep. that's how the show was. Yeah. So you had a unicorn and you had the little dwarven uh, dungeon master who was kind of like a Yoda. And it was like, it was playing off of all the other things that were happening during that time. And very, like you said, very commercial, very toy yeah. because the toy companies were running those cartoons when, yeah. when he man and GI Joe and all them hit. And all of a sudden you can buy those figures and star Wars figures and, that became well, and, such a big thing. Yeah. They were using cartoons to sell that product yep. so that those kids would go in and see them on Christmas. And I mean, I wanted all those things. I wanted <laughs> the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier and all the vehicles they would make. And then I wanted Voltron and I want, you know, I wanted all that stuff. Bundle no, cats. all of those are. Yeah, those old those old shows. He man. Yeah, because it. you can't sell advertising space for kids usually. Yeah. And I think it was like, well, we'll just build a show that is an advertisement. And so, there yeah. you go. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, you got an Arcane Archer. What's going on? <laughs> I do. I'm in the uh, Dungeon of the Mad Mage. Talk about your game um, for a bit. Yeah, and we lost out, if you remember, we talked about it a little bit. We had a power outage on one day, and then we had some people who couldn't make it. So we missed two weeks and then came back and finally got to finish this level. Um, we had went down to seven, cleared it out, came back up to six, and six gave us way more trouble than seven did at all. Um, near Some near big battles in there. Finally leveled up, finally finished it off in our last uh, game. And so I'm at that, that point now. I'm an Arcane Archer six. I'm a Twilight Cleric three. And I either have to go Arcane Archer seven or Twilight Cleric four. Um, and I don't need abilities 
points because I've got three items that are have put my three main stats up to 19 oh my just God. by the magic <laughs> items. So I'm walking around like the perfect stats. So then I'm thinking, okay, so it, it Arcane Archer, there's some cool abilities. You can get at seven, like arrows that go around corners and some other things you can do with your arrows. Twilight Cleric, if I go to four, instead of taking the ASI, I could go feet yeah. and keep that moving up so that I eventually get to the good Cleric spells later on. Um, so I'm what having to make this big decision. Yeah, I know. So what do I take? Mobility is big on my list. I'm an Aarakocra archer who the dungeon master, I hit so hard, the dungeon master makes it his job to make sure something is trying to tie me up in every battle. <laughs> like <laughs> It always comes from somewhere from behind or from out of somewhere I couldn't see it. Uh -huh. Tries to get close to mess me up because if he leaves me alone, this arcane archer I've built hits like a ton of bricks man it's like a truck hits you it hits so hard. every arrow 21 points of damage 21 points of damage. i mean it's huge huge numbers um because i'm using sharpshooter and i've got such high bonuses that the negative doesn't hurt so i'm getting the mm -hmm. plus 10 and i've got super high stats and a magic bow and all this stuff so i'm you know it's really good not as good as that stupid barbarian who can rage and do all but we won't talk about him uh <laughs> But I kind of want to go the cleric route because I wanted spells for versatility. So I keep thinking I still want to go Twilight Cleric 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 and get up into there. Because really, if we go to 20, right, and I stay at 6, that means I'll be a Cleric 14. Or do I go 7 and be a Cleric 13? So I'm kind of having those weird choices. I've never had that in a game where I've gotten so far where I'm starting to think about ahead because I know in the dungeon, of the mad mage, we're going to make it to 20. I'm almost sure of it mm -hmm. that that will, if I don't die, this campaign is going to level 20 characters for sure. It feels like. So um, I'm super excited. So that's a, big, a fighter subtype, right? It is. Okay. Which makes it probably the best ranger you could build actually is a fighter arcane archer. In my opinion, mm. <laughs> just because you get, um, Second wind, action surges, you can get big damage. You get a lot of ability scores to pump up whatever abilities you didn't roll well in the beginning. Everything about fighter, you can wear heavy armor if you want. You can shoot a huge bow. You can have yeah, big damage. And I'm thinking about like the later versions of fighter. I don't think that's going to yeah. give you any. If you're already hitting like a truck, I would go. Yeah. I would go cleric. I was just looking at some of the feats. Like you could get mobile, which would be really good. Yeah, and there's new feats in Tasha's yeah. too. So I was thinking about um, Shadow Touched, I think it was one of them, or Shadow okay. Born or Shadow something. There was another one. Mobility was good because I could get away without the attack of opportunity, which I really thought yeah. would be good for my Aarakocra, who already can fly 50 feet, can maneuver around the battlefield, can do a lot of cool stuff. So, um, so that's my big choices coming up. And then we're going to dive down to level eight of Dungeon of the Mad so Mage and see what we see there. I do have Is, Sharpshooter. Oh, you have it? I have it. Oh, okay, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Shadow yeah. Touched lets you, you learn invisibility and stuff yep. like that, so, okay. Yeah, yeah, some cool stuff. So, I mix, I may go seven, because what do that's the thing, what do I lose if I go seven, 13, or if I stay six, 14? What is the difference in cleric between 13 and 14? That's the big trade-off that I have yeah, to figure I don't out. Because I don't want to go much past seven in archer 
because I don't think there's anything else I need besides maybe the third attack, but I'm already doing so well with the two I have. It's not. Well, and most classes only have two attacks. And I think to yeah. get the third, you have to get up to like, what, 10? 10? Yeah, 10 or 11. Or yeah, something. I'd have to go so, much farther, I yeah. think. So yeah, I think I either want to do 7, 13, or 6, 14. So at 14th level, yeah. you get Destroy Undead. That's good. Uh, which makes your uh, turn undead go up to CR three. Right. And what um, spell 13, slots do I get? You have no thirteen and fourteen have the same spell slots. So you'll so get not you'll get one seventh level spell, but you're not losing any spells. Yeah. So I I don't know. Like I got a big not, decision to make by Tuesday. It's literally just that uh, destroy undead is what it looks like. Yeah. And you're an but arc- look at the no, arcane archer seven. Demon, right. Look at seven. For Arcane Archer 7. It gets some arrow things that you don't, that I kind of wanted earlier, but I wanted to get my cleric level going before I got to it. Right. Um, so a fighter I think it's at 7th level, you get a martial archetype feature, which, which comes from your Arcane archetype. Archer. So you get curving yeah. shot, magic arrow, or arcane shot. Yeah. Yeah, that might be better. Magic arrow, you gain the ability to infuse arrows with magic, so you can fire an arrow. I said that weird, sorry. And it goes resistance and immunity, non-magical attacks, it does that. Curving Mm -hmm. shot, you can, uh, when an arrow misses, you can use a bonus action to re-roll the attack. Right, so I get two attacks with sharpshooter. Yeah. Maybe I miss one. I get a re-roll, and it can redirect and hit, I think, another target, right? It goes and hits something else. Uh, roll against a cool. different target that's within 60 feet, yeah. That so. sounds kind of cool, also. So I don't I know. Do I might, that, I might honestly, do that. now, yeah. <laughs> Looking at the two, I think I would go yeah. seven, Arcane Archer, yeah. Seven and then 13? But I might do it. So very cool. But what about Jordan's games? Those are the, That's the one I've been playing. I'm still thinking about starting one up, but work's got to settle down a little. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm in two games right now, which is fun, because I, I always like, I'm like, I'm not playing anything, and then I just have lots of games. But uh, Kugo of the Mighty Dungeon, well, Kugo Kugo the Mighty is what he goes by on YouTube. He's a YouTuber. Um, and he, he did a lot of video games in the past and stuff, but uh, now he's really into D&D and apparently has been a fan of my channel for a long time and was like <laughs> really excited to have me on a game. So he's running an Eberron game and we're streaming it Friday nights on Twitch on twitch.tv slash Kugo the Mighty. And it's called The Mighty Dungeon, and eventually these will go up on YouTube as VODs, but they I don't think they're there yet. Um, but it's an Eberron game, which is really exciting, and I'm playing Zix, the Goblin uh, Swarm Keeper Ranger, which is really mm-hmm. fun. So I've got uh, a bunch of bugs crawling all over me, and when I uh, I took the, the Ranger with... Because uh, you can have an archetype, and one of them is like, do you want to be a bow? Do you want to dual wield? But I went with Tasha's, one of the new features for that is the druidic archetype. So I took two oh, cantrips. Yeah. So I took Shillelagh and Magic Stone. So my whole thing is I cast Magic Stone and then I throw these stones with like ridiculous accuracy and they do a bunch of damage and it's been really fun. That's um, cool. So I'm, I huck rocks at people and the rocks are covered in bugs. And so when the rock hits, the bugs bite them and do extra damage and it's really fun and flavorful and I like it. <laughs> um so we're we're really emphasizing the lore and stuff in this game. And so I had to write like a whole backstory 
sometimes it's just like, let's just play a game. But this was like, yeah. he really wanted us to role play and know stuff. So it's been mm -hmm. fun to stretch my Eberron lore muscles. Um, and I'm How big from, is the party and what are the other characters? Yeah, so we have uh, four people, five, okay. five people in the party. Uh, and we have me as the ranger. We have a cleric of the Silver Flame. We mm -hmm. have a fighter. And we have a shifter druid. Mm. And I think that's it. All in the Eberron world, huh? That sounds super cool. And yeah, and so uh, we're we were currently at a base um, that is basically like a watch for the Mornland. So mm. it, this this uh, fort is watching the Mornland, uh, which is just a giant wall of mist at this point. Um, weird faces coming in and out of the mist as they're like watching it, <laughs> and their job is to kind of like figure out what's going on. And we show up. And there is a gif there, which is a G-I-F-F, -F, which is a giant hippopotamus <laughs> creature. And that is a their gif. artificer that's like tinkering, trying to figure out ways to destroy the mist or something. Mm -hmm. uh, as we're fighting, oh, sorry, we, we do have a fifth player. So as we're fighting, um, a giant like shadow dragon came out and we're like attacking this dragon, trying to protect these guys. And then after the dragon flew away, because we did enough damage, it retreated. Uh, out walks a artificer wizard and he doesn't have a name and he doesn't know where he is or what's or not mm. an artificer a warforge sorry a warforge wizard oh you gotta so have a warforge this warforge comes out and is like i don't know what's going on and he's really fun mm -hmm. he's been flavoring all of his spells as like uh uh like he cast spider climb but it was like little uh magnetic hands that let him climb up stuff and things mm -hmm. like that so um so we're trying to figure out what his purpose is and then we're also trying to figure out like how to how to fix what's going on with the Mornland because the mist is kind of expanding a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. and it's really fun. We had a, a little jaunt into Kyber, which is the uh, realm below. And that was spooky, uh, AF. And now we're back on the mortal realm and wondering what's going on. Uh, yeah. so yeah, if you get a chance, you should check it out. It's really fun. Kugo's doing a different thing with the stream where we all made our characters in hero forge and we made them have two, uh, poses so one has a closed mouth pose and one has an open mouth pose and he's hooked it up that when our mics become live from talking it highlights our character and they open their mouths so there's no faces like we don't have our webcams up but everyone you like see them talking and stuff and then kugo manipulates the background uh of mm -hmm. like where we are and where our characters are and stuff it's it's really fun to watch it's been good that's cool so. We're level three, nothing fancy, but it's been a lot of yeah. fun. So. Well, and Keith Baker is still pumping out loads of lore and, yeah. and information for Eberron. So He's if got you a ever want a lore DM's game. Coming out in a couple days, and it's yeah. a tie-in between Ravenloft and Eberron. And I, I think it has something to do with the Mornlands, but they, they've been putting some pictures on their Twitter, and oh, one of them the is like a really dread. creepy spider horse. And I was like, that's terrifying. <laughs> The so, Mists of Dreader and Mornland. Yeah. Uh, Ravenloft, Mornland crossover. So I'm really excited. He, yeah. His devotion <laughs> to Eberron is what keeps me interested in Eberron. It's really good. Definitely. So. Yeah. Uh, Very and cool. then with, uh, I, I joined Nathan's game. He's doing a DM Nathan. He's doing a uh, yeah. homebrew game. And I joined a later. So everyone has been, 
they've been running around together for a while and they're all friends of mine. So it's, but I don't really know the party dynamic. Um, and I'm playing a sea elf monk, which is really fun. Mm-hmm. And I do wave the four elements, but I've been taking just water stuff. And so it's been really fun because uh, we, we fought some creatures on a bridge over a raging river and I could use my key to push the river up and try to like sweep them away. And so they made strength saving throws to see if they could hang on to the, to the land. And then one of them fell into the water and it was really fun. So Very I've been having cool. this like avatar kind of water bender yeah, feel. Yeah. Uh, he gave me a really cool trident. And so now I'm running around with this trident kicking butt and doing awesome stuff, which I can use as a monk weapon. So it's really fun. I can use my decks for it. So, yeah. yeah. Very cool. And then I've just been reading books, lots and lots of books, making videos. And that's, that's what I've been up to. But those games are very cool. cool. For sure. Check out the Eberron game. Uh, and then just watch this show for more updates on, uh, sea elf monk Nim. So, yeah. Yep. All the links are probably in the description and um, go check all that stuff out. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. Anything else before we need to take off? Man, it just felt like it went by so this quick. This did go by um, really fast. It we had was a lot really good, about. though. I mean, it was just, I, I'm energized. I'm excited. I can't wait for the Magic the Gathering stuff to come out. You guys need to tell us what you're excited about. Is it the live show? Is it the cards? Is it the next campaign setting? Is it the next announcement you're waiting for? What is it? Or maybe you're having fun in what just came out just recently. Tell, yeah. you know, tell us what how your Dan- Dungeons & Dragons is going. We'd love to hear it. Uh, Chris says you need to read your new Kickstarter RPG, so get on that. because I want do. A full Riot Minds. <laughs> um, and then by next week, we'll probably figure out what this second book is because D&D Live will happen, and I'm sure more information. And so next week's show should be really good. You should, should be good. Definitely uh, tune in then. Uh, But until then, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you again for watching and liking and sharing either a podcast or not. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody.